0: Day. I know, I'm so excited. First episode, Episode right? numero uno. I
1: don't speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> well, we worked really hard to get here, and I'm kind of thinking that our listeners are just going to want us to
0: dive right in. Yeah, I think we should just do it. You want to just it. do it? Yeah. Just show them what they're here for? Yeah, let's just get to All it. All right,
1: guys. Today, we are going to be talking about none other than consultation. Yay. Uh, We did receive a very nice letter from a listener. Her name is Erin. And today we will be reading you her question. Some of you guys might be able to relate to this question. Some of you might have offshoots of this question. So just feel free to write us in. um, If this sparks something in your own brain. And then we can help you guys, too. And we can all help each other. Yeah, because we're hair helpers. The helpers. Okay, so here is our question. Dear Alyssa and Randy, I'm currently a new stylist at my first salon job, fresh out of school and super excited. I remember that feeling. I remember my instructors telling us in school how important the consultation part of the appointment is. Recently, I had a new client. Obviously, as a new stylist looking to grow her clientele, I was over the moon. I also remember that too, just getting so excited, you know. (laughs) I took my instructor's advice and remembered to consult, so I opened with a couple of questions like, what do you want to do today, and do you have any pictures to show me of inspiration? And I felt it went well. We discussed making her a blonde, and she showed me some Pinterest pictures. Oh,
0: Pinterest. Pinterest. I hate Pinterest. Worse. I mean, I love it, but I hate it at the same time. Back to the question though.
1: Yeah. And she showed me some Pinterest pictures and shared a story about how a previous stylist just completely ruined her hair the last time she tried to go blonde. Age old tale. Well, jump ahead. And I think I bit off more than I could chew. And next thing you know, I'm in the shampoo bowl and her rinsed off foils. And I'm realizing that she had dark dark box dye on her head, and she's lifted to a red-orange splotchy color. I toned her the best I could, but as we know with box color, it still was rough. Not to mention, I ran super late for my next client, and I was devastated because my client was so unhappy with the results, and it really shook my confidence. I think that I should have asked her if she had previously colored hair, but I guess I just don't know slash can't always remember what questions to ask my clients. Basically, I'm writing in to ask you both for any advice you can give me to help with my consultations. Thanks in advance. Sincerely, Erin R. of Cleveland,
0: Ohio. Dang, I love it. Thanks, Erin, for the question. I tried to read it the best I could. I think you did a great (laughs) job, (laughs) (laughs) Randy. No, I definitely love this question, though, because I feel like a lot of times we look at the service and the color and like that middle part. Mm -hmm. And I think the consultation gets overlooked a lot. So I think this is a great question.
1: Yeah, I think also I could sense her eagerness just being a new a new stylist Mm -hmm. that she, she was probably just like, let me just dive right in. I'm on top of the world. I remember all my skills. I'm fresh out of school, but you know, it, without practice and experience, these things kind of can get overlooked. So, okay. Fear not Aaron. (laughs)
0: We're here to help you. I mean, I think the first thing though, too, is like kudos to you, Aaron, because I think the first step of you even just asking for help shows that you care so much. So I I think that's totally awesome. I agree. And
1: I'm sure that if you are in a salon, it sounds like hopefully you're in a salon surrounded by other stylists. Maybe you could also turn to those women slash men for their help as well. Um, so, you know, Alyssa and I took the liberty of jotting down a few notes and we just want to give you our thoughts and how we might go over our, how we might go
0: over our our consultation. Yes, we totally did because we are prepared. Okay. But the good thing <laughs> is too, so just to let everybody know, um, this is just like our opinion. So it doesn't mean you have to do it exactly this way. There's a lot of different ways that you can do it. And the most important thing is to just be yourself. So these topics that we're going to go over are just kind of help you think of different ways that you might be able to give a better consultation or, you know, work right. harder, not smarter, or yeah. smarter, not harder. Yeah. This let's is work smarter, not harder. kind
1: <laughs> of how Alyssa and I seem to have gotten to this point and have gotten
0: it done. So let's totally. start. Let's, let's start. It. Alyssa. Let's start with the uh, actually, so it's a real thing, the pre-consultation. So I know that we think of the consultation as just one part, but there actually is a pre-consultation that I think gets overlooked a lot and it starts the minute that they i guess find, find you, you on Instagram or that they want to book with you or they decide hey I want her or him to do my hair. Yeah, I agree. I
1: the the minute that that guest just comes upon you, that's your that's the beginning. The beginning of your pre pre-consult mm-hmm. or your consult. So, I mean, obviously like our number one thing is like let's just set your set you up for success. Right. So create some systems for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it kind of starts with how they find you. Like we said, right. your social media platform. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, a referral. Um, what else? How else? People- I mean, social media. Right.
0: Google. Any. I mean, friends, yeah. Anything. Yeah. Really. So
1: how they find you. So. If somebody's giving you a good review or you're presenting yourself a certain way online, that's going to be one of the reasons that those that guest wants to come sit down with you in the mm-hmm. first place. So just make sure that the image you're presenting is authentic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like don't advertise yourself to be something that you're not so that when that guest comes in and sits down with you, it's not at all what they thought they were going to be getting. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like bait and switch.
0: Yeah. That's not cool. Not cool. Don't trick people like just be yourself. You're all awesome. And I'm sure you do great work. Yeah. Show it.
1: Yeah. Um, And like I think that the method of booking is going to be your your number two. Mm -hmm. Maybe the first the first interaction that, that you're gonna have between that guest and either your receptionist or your booking app or however a guest might be able to actually
0: make their appointment with you, right? Yeah, and again, I mean, there's no right or wrong way. It's just what works best for you. If you're in a salon suite, if you're a booth runner, mm-hmm. if you're a commission stylist, whatever that is, but it's definitely like the method of booking because you wanna make it easy. You wanna have, you know, if you're doing, online booking, is it easy to access? Is it easy to navigate? Is it easy for them to make an appointment with you? They want to come see you. If it's going to be difficult, they might decide, "Eh, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to. And if you have a receptionist, you know, how are they answering it? And what questions are you like asking?
1: Yeah. Like for instance, at our salon, I do have a receptionist. I'm lucky enough. And that receptionist just kind of knows a few of those key questions to ask so that he knows how to book those appointments accordingly for me. So training that receptionist or even making sure that your mobile booking app is set up specifically for how you like to
0: uh, run your appointments yeah, time-wise. The type of like hmm. services. Well, like, and I know for us too, we started doing just because there's so many different techniques and different looks and right. a lot of combined stuff. So before we had like the questions that we would ask and everything and now mm-hmm. we've actually moved a little bit more to having them send a current photo oh, of their yeah. hair. Love that. And then like two go photos. So this way we can kind of assess like mm-hmm. what is their hair, what do they want to be? And in that pre consultation, we can have the conversation with them. Well, this is what it looks like. These are the different services or This is how much it might start off to be. So they kind of have a ballpark and we have a ballpark of Mm -hmm. how much time is this gonna take?
1: Yeah, and I kind of think, I mean, you and I are both lucky enough to have receptionists at our salon, but if you have a Mm -hmm. mobile booking app, maybe something you could think about or even on your social media pages, posting pictures that, express in layman's terms, because let's face it, like stylist speak versus client speak is a little bit different. Break it down for those people, what the picture is that they're looking at too. So if they want a balayage, they might think what they're asking for is an ombre Mm -hmm. or, you know, so create templates and just write it out so that that person can really understand what they're asking for. And even include some questions, you know, honestly, Aaron had your receptionist or your booking app kind of set that up for you. You might've known you were walking into a color correction versus a blonding mm-hmm. session. So
0: those are two different types of appointments that we have to, you know, time and accordingly. You would have known from there, from that very beginning, like seeing your hair and stuff, you could have asked those questions like, right. has your hair been previously colored? So then during that consultation, you can kind of go over everything again mm-hmm but you already know. You have like stored information. Mm -hmm. So
1: that's kind of what we're getting at with the pre-consultation is just setting yourself up for that successful consult once they're actually in the chair. Because as we know, we have more questions we have to ask once they're sitting down with us. Mm -hmm. So once you get those goal photos or the current photos, once you figure out a timing, that a slot that might work for your schedule, at least roughly so that you have an idea of what you can offer to that guest that day. Um, make sure that you also are including your cancellation policy if you have one in that like pre-consultation, right? Mm-hmm. So do you, do you have a cancellation policy?
0: I'll be honest. I do not. Mm-hmm. And I've thought about it and stuff like that. We're very blessed that we don't really have a ton of cancellations. Yeah, um, that's great. But again, I just think it's what works best for you. And I think, you know, one of the things about growth is you're always going to be changing, and you're always going to be evolving like different things and policies. So maybe later down the road, but for me right now, I don't feel it necessary. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, honestly, what you could do, especially now that we're talking in times of Corona because we are in a pandemic too, coronavirus. something that we do at our salon is we send out, you know, the appropriate actions that we want the guests to take. You could include your cancellation policy in there as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't cancel with an X amount of time, you will be charged. Make sure you collect those credit cards. I know mobile booking apps are great for collecting credit card information. Um, so if you're a receptionist, if you want to go over your system of booking and a way to devise that, that's a good idea as well for you just to make sure that you have that guarantee that that guest is going to sit in your chair. Cause if you are Booking for a color consult or a color correction, excuse me, um, you are you aren't going to want to lose
0: three or four hours out of your no. day if that person just decides not to show up. You know, uh, one of the things I just want to bring up really quick about COVID. Yeah, so I think it's important to have like information accessible. So I know for us when mm-hmm. we call our clients to remind them of their appointment, we kind of go over all of the expectations upon arrival for it, but also. I know on your salon, Instagram, you actually have a tab right? with like all of the information. So I think that's pretty cool too, that it's just already there. So if people visit your page, they see it right there. So I definitely might steal it.
1: Yeah, steal away, you know, and like I said, the other thing we do is we do, instead of reminder phone calls, our business tends to be on the younger, youthful side, so we revert to text. So, you know, not dogging Calling your, my business Yeah, old. calling your business <laughs> old. <laughs> no, I have no idea, actually. I go to your business and I'm young, I think. So what we do is we send those text messages every single time whether they've already come through our doors three or four times they're going to get it every single time just because we have to make sure that they still have the information and that just protects ourselves so you know going back to the whole pre-consultation thing we should maybe recap that for you because we can get a little long-winded and we know that about ourselves So we want, all right, we want you to set yourself up for success by beginning with your method of booking that includes your uh, either your receptionist and or your booking apps. Mm -hmm. Um, We want you to connect with your guest uh, from that first interaction. So find a way to just kind of penetrate, penetrate that, (laughs) find a way to kind of. Connect with whatever you want to showcase as your talent. So if it's social media, uh, present what you want to present on social media. Make sure it's authentic. Just your vibe. Yeah. Show
0: off your overall vibe, who you are as a person, what mm-hmm. you want to do, what you're about.
1: The next thing would be to ask for that current photo and their goal photo. You know, that's super important, like we discussed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Oh, we did skip over set up prices. You know, we do want to make sure that uh, the guest is understanding of
0: aware of at least like where a ballpark of mm-hmm. your prices. So this way, you know, it haircuts, cause they're easy. They don't think a haircut's $20 and your haircut's $50. Yeah. Like at least just kind of, and that's why getting like a goal photo mm-hmm. and a current photo is so important because then you can kind of say, okay, from what I'm seeing, this is what it would be. So they at least knowing going into it, like it's going to be some time or it's going to be around this amount.
1: Yeah. And So it's not, again, false advertising, right? So you make sure you're even across the board. All your stylists are charging the same thing because if they're getting referred, you don't want Susie telling Becky that I only paid $120 for a $300 service. So just make sure you're consistent with that as as well. Back at your salon, Um, go back over the cancellation policy and any expectations you might have of your guests so that they understand how to walk into your business. Mm -hmm. And it's a mutual respect type of thing. Um, and then if you do have a client form, you yeah. can ask the guests to f- prior to their visit filling filling out those questions that maybe more in depth of what Alyssa and I are talking about, something a little bit more detailed for yourself so that
0: once they sit down you've already had a chance to review that client form. Do you have a client mm-hmm. form? So we actually do ours when they walk in. Okay. But I know there's some salons that have them online so then that way they can go over them before as far as you know, what challenges they're having with their hair and different things of that nature. We just do it to collect like, you know, consents and like basic information and stuff like that.
1: Which I love because it just really, as we know, time is money. Mm -hmm. So if you can get to that before even sitting down physically with the guest, I think that's so cool.
0: And it's setting yourself up for success because Mm -hmm. you know, what's coming at you. It's not a surprise. You're not sitting there like twitching your thumbs, like worrying like, oh my God, what is this guest gonna look like? Mm -hmm. You already know. You already have an idea of Mm -hmm. what you're doing because you took the time to set yourself up for that success. Yeah, so basically the things we're talking about are just
1: creating little systems of organization for yourself that you know will work. And sometimes it'll be trial and error. We're just giving you what works for us. Yeah. So that wraps up the pre-consult portion. So much. There's That's already so much. So I know it can seem kind of overwhelming, so... Play the episode again from the beginning and yeah.
0: <laughs> get reacquainted. We probably will have to, too. Yeah, But the thing is, even if you just take one thing and move it, you have to think about progress. Like It can be overwhelming when you get an overload of information. But even mm-hmm. if you just take one thing and apply mm-hmm. it, one small step can lead to something huge. So small steps consistently mm-hmm. are going to get you to where you want to be. Yeah. Just try, try adding one new thing to your already
1: establish routine. It's it's like
0: when you're working out. Yeah. You don't just go in there and do five hundred sit-ups. You might start with like twenty. Yeah. Maybe for me five. it's five. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I'm a fiver. Yep. Tomorrow it'll be ten. But right now it's consultation. Bulls. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So then that takes us into the actual consultation, right? So we've done our homework on our guest. They hopefully have reciprocated and
0: returned the information that we need from them. And they're super excited to come Mm -hmm. and see you because you already created an amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good experience. From the get-go, it was already awesome. So they're hyped to be in your chair, which makes it so much better to deal with because you're both in good spirits and you're both on the same level. Mm -hmm. And also like such a personal,
1: that's such a personalized experience Mm -hmm. for somebody already. Instead of just feeling like a sheep going through, Mm -hmm. um, like a corral. Is really? that what they go through. They go through corral. I think so. A cow going through a corral.
0: <laughs> Horse going through. I'm not a farmer so a I don't corral. Really know. But if anyone is a farmer and can tell us, shoot us an email.
1: One time we looked on farmers only. I'm not going to go into that story. Okay. okay. Let's move on with that. Okay. So now we're in the consult, right? Yeah. So right. what's your number one? Like the My number the one? first thing that you want to tell Aaron about the actual consultation?
0: Yeah. So, I think like in the consultation, obviously we're going to go over a lot in it. I think the most important thing is to just be authentic from the get-go and transparent. So, for me, everyone's different. Like even our vibes, mm-hmm. like we vibe together, but we're still different in our own. Doesn't make either one like better than the other, but we just have our own vibes, our yeah. own style. And I think that's totally cool. So, I think the most important thing is to just connect with that person and to just be yourself. And to just be transparent, open, honest with that person.
1: I agree. So, if you try to fit yourself into what you think is going to feel professional or what you think this perfect image of a hairstylist is supposed to be, Mm -hmm. the guest is going to smell it on you and they're going to be like, I don't want to be here. And they might not even understand why. It might be subconscious, Mm -hmm. but that has to be the first thing. You just have to offer yourself completely. This
0: is who I am. This is what I am. Let's be honest. So I mean, at the end of the day, you want to deal with people that want to deal with you and the Mm -hmm. people that like you and like your vibe it's gonna make your work so much easier because you're not gonna be trying to like, for example, if you don't do pixie cuts, Yeah. guess what, that is totally okay. Maybe you are kick ass at long hair and yeah. that's great. So market yourself in that way to attract those clients because then that right. long haired person is gonna vibe with you and the pixie cut, you're just gonna fall flat.
1: Yeah, without diving too deep into like the social media because that's for another episode, you know? I love social, social media. Probably 10 other episodes, but yeah, over here myself- not being a short-haired style, I'm a long-haired stylist all the way. Extensions, the whole, the whole nine, right? Mm-hmm. I want to do everything long-haired down to your asshole. That's the hair I want to do, <laughs> like not the actual asshole hair, but that's the hair I want to do. So I'm not going to throw up. Even if I did a killer pixie cut in my chair. That's what not what I'm putting up on my social media. Cause mm-hmm. next thing you know, I got five new clients who want me to cut their hair just like that. And that's not what I'm going for behind the chair, mm-hmm. you know? So I tailor my social media to, to what you want to to what I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we won't dive too deep down that, but I know you do that as well because mm-hmm. I'm on your page like white on soccer. I would say that's my number one too, honesty. Um, I do think that it's so important that when the guest sits down with you and you start an open dialogue, that number one, you begin the dialogue. You have to control that appointment so that they feel comfortable. And number two, I think that you have to try to read the room, right? That's Mm -hmm. like the big saying, the big takeaway we always say, you know, you have to have that little bit of psychological edge or understanding to yourself, uh, that might help you pick up subtle, whether it's body language or um, tone Mm -hmm. that the client is speaking to you with, like you have to be able to try to interpret that and turn that into- like emotional
0: intelligence to be self-aware of like how that person's feeling. Because some people- you know, they can be shy or it's a big change Mm -hmm. for them or they're nervous because they're going to somebody new or Uh, maybe it's somebody that's a repeat client that wants to try something new, but feels bad saying anything. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to pick up on that vibe. So like that consultation is a safe space. Mm -hmm. Like you want to create their vision. So I think
1: number two is like continue to work on yourself, you know, and make sure that you're staying self-aware and you're staying aware of Other people, Mm -hmm. you can't just kind of shut down and continue. Oh, this is how I've always done it. This is how I'm going to continue to do it. Nope, got to stay open, got to keep learning and growing and moving. So that will allow you to connect on different levels with those guests so that they feel heard and listened to and comfort in your chair and trust, Mm -hmm. right? So it goes back to like the transparency, but honesty equals trust, I think, you know, at least for me. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, if I was a shy guest and you're my hairstylist. And you're like, hey. Yeah. Let me do your hair. Let me socks. I'd be like, I don't,
0: this is not because you have some people me. that come in and they just want to relax. And then you have other mm-hmm. people that they want to tell their life story. Or maybe they don't want to. They just want to hear your whole life story.
1: Yes. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So, you know, along with the honesty, the transparency mm-hmm. and the psychology of everything, I think communication. Is also is yeah. a broad term, right? So we should break it down a little making, bit. Yeah,
0: definitely. Cole's laughing at us. Cole. He's laughing at me.
1: Colcat's Kat, our awesome producer. He's our facilities maintenance
0: technician. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> that's oh, cat All right. Well, yeah, so communication. So I think it definitely is a broad term. Mm-hmm. However, I guess it's just, you break it down into just translating their vision.
1: Yeah, so I think for me, what happens when I'm communicating is I try to repeat back what I'm hearing, right? Mm -hmm. So active listening is maybe what we could call it. Mm -hmm. So if you say to me, I really like your hair, you know, if a guest says that to me, then I'm gonna have to be like, okay, you really like my hair, but why, right? I have to dig down deeper, get into the details of why. It's Mm -hmm. not just like that means they want to just look like my hair exactly. They might like one tiny portion of my hair and that's how they express it to me. And it's like my
0: job. What do you like about, do they like just the style? Do they like the tone of it? Do they like that it's dark, like- what do what they do like my like? curl pattern? Yeah. You know what they,
1: they don't do you know. just like my face. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I like your face. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. So just trying to translate, it's like somebody speaking to you in a foreign language. Mm-hmm. You know, one time I was a front desk agent at a hotel okay. and we would check regularly check in people who didn't did not speak very good English. And it was still my job to get those people checked in, you know, English speaking or not. It was my job. So I had to figure it out. So it's your job as a hairstylist.
0: Mm -hmm. You just have to adapt to to it and adapt your attitude. mm -hmm. And yeah. Become bilingual, trilingual. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to do all of that. But I'm definitely going to try to be self-aware to communicate with them. But it is true because even with tones, So someone could say, I like, I want to be a cool blonde. Okay, Okay, but what is a cool blonde to you? Because for some people, a cool blonde could just be more of like a beige, whereas other people it could be ashy or Mm -hmm. gray. So, I mean, I'm not going to say like you always have to use color swatches, which is why I like photos, too. Mm -hmm. But to just get a feel for like, what is their idea of blonde? What is their idea of red? Because everyone sees color differently. Mm -hmm. So you really want to dive into that. I mean, unless you have somebody that's just like, do whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. I love that.
1: Yeah, but even that, I'm going to continue to ask a bunch of questions. That's just me. Yeah. Because sometimes do whatever you want. But that all
0: goes back to being authentic and like being who you are and stuff like that. Because different people go to you for different reasons. So for you, like some Mm -hmm. people might come to you because they like that you're so thorough and like getting on their level. Whereas for me, I do have some clients that just come and they're just do whatever I trust you. And I still do ask questions. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to say that I don't because I do think it's important to, but again, I think it goes back to authenticity. So you're not, someone's going to say to you, Alyssa, do whatever. You're not going to turn
1: around, walk into your back room, mix your color and come back out. You're still going to said to
0: me, like, do whatever you want. My basic questions would be like, okay, do you want to stay dark or do you want to go lighter? Or do you want to stay lighter? Do you want to go darker or do you want some dimension? Mm -hmm. And then, Do you want it more bold or do you want it blended? And do you like roots? Do you want a shadow root?
1: And also, even if you don't ask any of those questions and you already have this plan that you've come to in your brain, you're still going to be like, "Here's what I'm doing to you." Yes, I'm going to communicate it back. What I'm going to do. Yeah. So that's just what goes into the communication aspect of the whole thing, as
0: well as Mm -hmm. it's just a back and forth. I think just letting. I mean, I'm still going to let them know, Mm -hmm. but that's where, like, how you were talking about, you know, like emotional intelligence or being self-aware and stuff like that that's where I think it comes down to knowing your client and stuff for a new person mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to be as yeah let me do what I want but yeah for someone that I've been doing for years and stuff like that and I know kind of what they want I'm not going to take a blonde and just make them a red
1: yeah or you but, might but that's going to require but a yeah a but lot then of I'm going to tell them like mm-hmm. this is
0: what we're going to do and like walk it through the steps and everything <laughs>
1: Uh, so I, I think that kind of brings us to our next bullet point, which is the education portion of the Mm -hmm. consultation, right? Definitely. So in Aaron's case, in Aaron's case, she didn't necessarily educate her guest, which we're not dogging you girl. It's just something that we're telling you. You might, you might want to go make mistakes. Yeah, do. So you have discoveries,
0: by the way, um, what's
1: the same knowledge is power. Right. Mm -hmm. So I used to say that all the time to my guests. And I think they really loved that. It was something kind of kitschy that they, okay, she's going to teach me, you know, she's going to give me some tools and help me understand why I can't have blonde hair today because I have box color, you know? So you have to kind of relay the rules of hair in layman's terms to, (laughs) to that guest, right? Yep. So if... I'm, if I'm Aaron's
0: client. You're like rubbing your head and you just look so miserable. And then I was like, oh God. I can't stop
1: saying. Okay, if I'm, if I'm Aaron's client and I want to be blonde, I don't know why I can't be blonde. No, I don't, you don't know. What I you don't, don't know, know why. So, so Aaron, next time after you've gone through, you've communicated, you've asked the questions, and you figured out what's on her hair, you know, explain to her why. Listen, um, Sally, you know, unfortunately, that is just not going to happen today. I would mm-hmm. love to do that for you. Trust me, I would think I was the best hairstylist on the planet if I could give you blonde hair today. And my ego would be huge, but I can't Mm -hmm. (laughs) just physically can't and explain to them in layman's terms, you know, box color has free radicals, has metallics, has high ammonia content that is not made for every shape and size and diameter of cuticle and hair and head and you
0: know, or you can even just say it's unpredictable. Yeah, sure. You know, I don't know how your hair is going to look today.
1: Right, right, right. And let's just see what we get, you know, like under promise over deliver. Mm-hmm. We're going to come to that one Definitely. in a little bit.
0: But yeah, it does go, all go back to that communicating mm-hmm. and asking the right questions. And I know sometimes it's hard to figure out those. But I think just to go back to it really quick, like the main questions that are important to just ask are, I think, like the tone, the overall look and then. What is previously on their hair? You always want to mm-hmm. ask them, "What did you do last time?" or "What's on your hair previously?" Have you done box color? Because the box color is going to play a huge, huge, yeah, like role arch, in how it's going to come out. Arch nemesis, right? And
1: hair and hair as Silas yeah. It's like we freaking people hate are box like, color. "Oh, I didn't
0: put box color on my hair." Well, too. <laughs> they might not have for two years. And that's what a lot of people think. Like, yeah. I haven't done it. But if you have long hair, that box color is still there at the ends. Mm-hmm. Just because you didn't do it for two years, it's still on that palette.
1: Yeah. So get the hair history, right? Mm-hmm. Like, really dive yes. deep as far back as you possibly can reach
0: for that hair history. Yeah. So hair history and then educating it on the why. I mean, you went to school. We all went to school for Mm -hmm. this. So open that. You're a professional. Like, that's the thing you have to remember. You are a professional in that subject while they're in the chair. So you know more than them. So educate them on the why, why you're doing what you're doing or why their hair can't get there. Or also just be honest with them and say, hey, I would love to get you as light as possible today, but it's all going to depend on how your hair wants to lift. So it may take a couple sessions for us to get there and that's okay. But as long as you're upfront with them and transparent of what that journey is going to look like, it's not going to set you up to fail. And they're going to turn around and be like, this is nothing what I wanted. Mm -hmm. If somebody wants to go blonde, it's okay to tell them, listen, this is what's probably going to happen. You may be at that orange stage. So we can either embrace it And be like a warmer strawberry or copper color. Or we can neutralize it, but you're going to be a little bit darker. And you'll just have to live there for a little bit. But set that journey up as exciting and not just a destination. Like, let them enjoy that journey. Yeah. What does
1: Erin always say? Blonde is a journey, not a destination. Mm -hmm. God, that became a key phrase for me. It's true. When I was consulting. So true. So... I think the other thing we should discuss is maybe just communicating about pricing Mm -hmm. with your guest, because after you've done all of this deep dive into what they want, after you guys have kind of agreed on things and now you're like happy with your plan, you do have to make sure that they're aware of what they're going to be
0: paying for and how much they're going to be paying for it. And be open about it. I mean, it can be as simple as you saying, what's your budget today or how much do you want to invest in your hair? Because that's going to tell you what you'll be able to do with their hair today. And if you're nervous about it because you're new or you're not comfortable with the pricing, you, and I tell my girls this too, you can always break down options. So maybe they, you know, don't want to get like a color melt and the balayage and baby lights. So maybe you break it down and today we can do the balayage or and next time we'll do baby lights and a color melt if they're not comfortable with it. But You know, I think it's just important at that get go to just say straight up, what's your budget and tell them this is how much it's going to cost plus additional bowls or you may need a treatment or you may need a glass or whatever that looks like. But you just don't want them to get up to the front desk and then Ooh. it's like it's three hundred dollars and they're thinking it's going to be one hundred right. and fifty. Right. So right there you're on a high because they love their hair. Everything's going great. And then you drop that price bomb on them and they're just what the heck?
1: Like they might love their hair. They might be like the most happy with their service they've ever been. And then that happens and they might not want to return to you.
0: Because you didn't communicate it. It's like when you buy a sale item or something and you see something, you're like, oh my God, that's on sale. I'm totally getting it. And then you get up to the register and it was in the wrong spot and it's not on sale anymore. And then you're just like, "Eh, I really didn't need that. Yeah. Yeah
1: buyer's remorse, right? right? Yeah. You don't want them to have hair remorse. No, no. Cause then it might leave you feeling super shook on your confidence. Mm-hmm. You, you might not even understand what happened and you might think it was something you did with their hair yeah. or your interaction during
0: their experience. And it, it just, that could cause a huge, a, a lot of problems. So just be open about the price and mm-hmm. know your worth. You are worth it. You went to school, you put in time for education this is your passion, know your worth on what you should charge yeah, and that you deserve to be paid that. Along with that, however, it's just
1: be fair and honest. Mm -hmm. You know, if you know you kind of messed something up, if you know something you did was a problem, be open, be honest and be fair to that guest so that Mm -hmm. they feel that from you and still want to return to you, Mm -hmm. you know? Definitely. Yes, oh, also one more thing with that is something you can do is... Post your pricing, if you are comfortable with that, on your social media, on your booking app. Um, even allow your receptionist to maybe give ballpark pricing. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, if always that's starting
0: price. Never give a definite price right. because people will take that to the grave. So you always want to say this service or that starts at, starts at. <laughs> from. Starts from. No, no, I'm just, you're at, right. Starts from? Starts at. Either way, it is not a definite price. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because different variables, as we know, are involved in here. So the the main takeaway to the consults is under-promise, over-deliver. Yeah, create realistic expectations. Yeah. Because if... As Alyssa said earlier, if you say at very worst, it will be this. And then by some hair miracle, mm-hmm. you are like, I don't know what gods were smiling upon me, but I made this woman a blonde today, despite her black box color. Mm-hmm. Then you seriously are the star of the show. And that person will
0: always come back to you. You've just gained a, a client for life. Yeah. So I think that's a good. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously so much in everything that you can dive so much deeper into, but I think for just a basic con- like consultation, that's mm-hmm. a pretty good chunk. Also too, just a little reminder that no matter how long someone has been your guest, always do a consultation because that is one of the reasons why I think a lot of stylists lose people is, and I see it too. I've seen it before, even places that I've worked where someone would come in and And their stylist would already have the color mixed up or they're like, oh, so we're doing the same thing. So -hmm. when you say, oh, I'm doing the same thing, that guest may be afraid to even say, well, I kind of wanted to try something different because you already set them up to do the same thing. So you just want to make sure that, you know, I know we all value our guests and everything, but we just want to make sure that we're always consulting regardless if they're a new client or a return. Yeah, I do it every time. Actually, this just
1: happened to me behind the chair. I had a gentleman sitting in my chair. He's been coming to me for a really long time and I, he he gets a kick out of it every time I ask him like, "What are we doing today?" you know? He's like, "Ready. The same thing." You know, cool. We all got a good laugh. We all giggled yeah. and I'm like you know I'm gonna ask you every single time because this one time you might come and be like give me the hard part or whatever you know yeah, whatever it Change is. it up, give me the mullet whatever is in style and and I have to account for that for my time mm-hmm. you know we can't be halfway into the haircut and then you'd be like you know what I did want to try something new you know yeah. so for both him and myself it's an important question that will carry you through. It's why they keep coming back. Yes. Subconsciously, he probably likes being asked. He he thinks he doesn't. Everybody wants to be asked
0: their opinion. If he didn't
1: want to be bothered, he'd probably be going to, you know, the... I don't want to it. Another place in yeah, the street. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so... Oh, and the other thing is make sure you repeat that plan that you've come up with with your guest back to them. I do it like three or four times. Mm -hmm. I, I need to do it. It's my OCD. It's something that I've found works for me incredibly well because at the end when the results happen and we've gone through the entire appointment, it's ingrained in my guest's head what the plan was and the let's just say bad things that could have occurred during the appointment Mm -hmm. so that they have an understanding of, of where they're going to end up or where they could
0: possibly so end that up. that does happen, yeah. they're already aware of it.
1: Yeah, and it's, once you say it two or three times, what do they say, 18 times makes a habit or something like that? 21. Is it 21? Okay, it's
0: 21. It's like between I don't I don't 18 know. and 30, something like that. It's something, it's, like it's
1: something along those lines. But basically, the more you ingrain it into them, they understand that you're going to do the best you possibly can, but these are the possible variables and outcomes and you know things like that. So that they're not sitting there Guys, I do this myself when I get my hair done. I create unrealistic expectations in my own brain that I'm like, oh, she's putting foils in my hair and foils means blonde and da, 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 da. And I'm a brunette, I'm a level four. I'm not getting blonde hair, you know? Like, I don't know, we all kind of go into that dream sequence in our brain because we're having this really nice experience as a guest and somebody's taking care of us and we know we're treating ourselves so we're gonna end up with exactly what we want. Mm -hmm. But just remember, ingrain it in them it's like brainwash style, you know,
0: Definitely. <laughs> brainwash. Your I totally guts. agree with that. So, I mean, the main thing is just don't beat yourself up. Everything's trial and error. You'll get there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So yeah. all in all, Erin, you did ask some questions. I thought that was great. I just think you needed to ask a lot more. So maybe take some of the helpful hints Alyssa and I offered to you today and see if you can apply them to your next guest. And let us know if it works out for you. Write us back, yeah, let us know that we're helping because we're hair
0: helpers, yeah. and we want to help you guys.
1: We want to help you guys so much. And Alyssa and I want to leave you today with a closing quote. We're all about positivity. <laughs> Spread that light because we're just silly and goofy and
0: fun. Um what's the quote you want to say? So here it is, guys. Are you ready? <clears throat> I'm ready. Listen to understand, not to reply. That's deep. It's so
1: deep. It hurt.
0: Cut. Totally deep. (laughs) So yeah, so just remember, listen, understand, not to reply. It's not all about you. It's about your guests too. Don't have a
1: rehearsed response. That comes with the authenticity portion of our Mm -hmm. consultation. If you think they're going to say this, so I'm going to say this, you're already doing it wrong. Yeah. Just listen. Feel Mm -hmm. their vibe. Yeah, Alyssa is all about vibe. I'm going to turn into an actual vibe (laughs) because she's feeling (laughs) the Randy vibe. All right, guys. Uh. This was the first episode of Hair Can We Help You? And I think we helped. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And until next time. Send us your questions and like us on Instagram. And follow us. Be our hair friends. Be our hair friends. Over and out. Later.